0: Okay everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Haven't done this in a while. Um Chiefs <sighs> recap episode. Chiefs lose yesterday in Cincinnati to the Bengals 30 or excuse me, 27 to 24 to fall to 9 and 3 on the season. It's been about seven weeks-ish since we've done a um, reaction pod to a loss. This one stings just as much as the others, but even maybe more so given the way that the game went yesterday and the history that we've had in the same calendar year as two other losses to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Yesterday's game, my first initial thoughts before we really dive into it and of course I have Blaine and Johnny joining me as always on just a somber Monday cold and kind of drizzly down here in the cave don't know how it is where you guys are but it's just been a shit day um it's just another game against these Cincinnati freaking Bengals that a play or two completely changes the outcome of these games and games where the Chiefs Survive a first half really well, made some plays to keep the Chiefs in the game, took advantage of some uh, some Bengals going for it. And, you know, Carlos Dunlap makes a big play on the goal line. You knew that this game was going to be competitive. You knew this game was going to be a difficult game to win. There's no doubt about that. But the Chiefs seemed to really weather the storm well. Down four at the half, I thought it was a great spot for the Chiefs to be in. Um, And it was indicative of that third quarter. The Chiefs explode in the third quarter. Chiefs defense forces, I believe, three straight Bengals red zone opportunities into field goals, bending and not breaking the true definition. Um, But the Travis Kelsey fumble uh, completely flipped the game on its on its head because I truly believe that we're scoring on that drive. The Bengals had not stopped us in any shape or form or fashion up until that fumble, Um, that fumble occurred around midfield to where the chiefs were getting really good field position, momentum driving, if you will, um, prior to the fumble. And it just completely zapped all the momentum that the chiefs had started out in the third quarter with. And um, it, it, prove the difference really in my opinion um, for the rest of the game let's get the uh, initial reactions from the boys I appreciate them uh, suffering through this has feels good to talk about uh, your grief so let's get it out Blaine we'll start with you Blaine your thoughts yesterday I know you were doing some traveling like myself uh, you know during the game coming back it's just what's up buddy
1: What's up? Yeah no I was watching it on a tiny phone screen so it kind of sucked obviously to do that while traveling.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
1: Chiefs no longer control their own destiny. That, that's all it is. I mean you you miss some tackles. You, you don't make some of the plays in, in spots you should and um, the best team in the AFC makes some of the plays that the Chiefs didn't yesterday and you no longer control what you have for the rest of the year unless someone else doesn't and you put yourself in that situation. So it it's it, it was really hard to watch because of the mistake of Travis, because of the sometimes battle line play, because of those young cornerbacks, just slots that we knew maybe weren't very good got exploited. And the Bengals did a good job of that. And like I said, you just don't control your own destiny anymore. So
0: Johnny?
2: Hey guys, um, I'm recording this from my car because my kids inside running around. I didn't want to interrupt them, but you great. Yeah, so I'm I'm normally uh, Johnny positive, um, but I'm pretty upset with the Chiefs in this position, um, and, and a lot of a lot of places. And I won't take all of it right now. We'll kind of go round robin with this, but you know, it's like initial thoughts on the game is it. The Chiefs have had what has been described as the most difficult schedule ever, like, up until this point. And, like, there are some quality wins in there. You beat the Chargers twice, and they always play the Chiefs close. The Chargers lost to the Raiders yesterday. The Chargers have lost a lot of games this year, and if it, if it weren't for a end-zone 100-yard interception return for a touchdown of Justin Herbert, you might have split with the Chargers. So it's like... What I'm getting at is you've you've also beaten the Buccaneers. We've seen the Buccaneers aren't very good. And then the two teams that are your number one competition in the AFC and who are actually legit good teams, Buffalo and Cincinnati, the Chiefs lost, and they had the Chiefs had themselves themselves in a position to win both of those games, even though they didn't play their best football. But what's really troubling to me, Is that in both of those matchups? There's it, it always comes down to who is going to make the key mistake or mistakes, or who is going to have that one bad moment. Um, that good moment on the Bengals side, but who's going to have that one moment that really turns the game? And it's been the Chiefs like the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the ones that are making the mistakes, and it's like not changing. They've now turned the ball over. And I believe eight straight games, you know, it's like, it's really frustrating. And now the Bengals have been, they've beaten the chiefs three times in 2022. Like the Bengals own the chiefs right now. Like, and you know, the, if the chiefs play the Bengals in the playoffs and beat them, then that story is over. But right now as it stands, you know, they're the boogeyman to the Kansas city chiefs. And, um, there were tons of aspects of the game that I thought were really head scratching frustrating and yeah the Travis Kelsey fumble uh, with the chiefs up 24 to 20 uh, was absolutely killer guys and it's 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 hard to it's hard to face I've pretty much avoided it until this podcast and so I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say and I certainly have a lot more there too
0: yeah, I was lucky. Uh, today I had a pretty – pretty. I had a good work day, um, so it really kept me distracted. But, man, um, I think first I'd like to give a little credit to the Cincinnati Bengals because I, I'll i be honest, um, I knew they were good offensively, but I didn't realize – I guess I just kind of forget how good they are on defense with their personnel. I mean, they have some flat-out dudes on that side of the football, and they really kind of made life not – it seemed like it was not necessarily the word difficult for the Chiefs offense. It was more annoying. Um, The Bengals almost kind of play the Chiefs like a better version of the Titans. They're more offensively skilled, but they're just a pesky thorn in your side that does not go away in three separate instances. As Johnny alluded to, it's been the same case. They do not go away. And um, that has a lot to do with with Joe Burrow. And much like the Chiefs, if you have a guy like that, which we do, we we know this, and the Bengals sure have uh, supplanted themselves with this kind of guy. If you have Joe Burrow, you're not out of a football game. And the Chiefs have fallen victim to that three times in a row. I guess since I'm talking about Joe Burrow, let's start with the defense. Um, This just proves... That in the sport of football, when it comes to violently colliding with another man, a male species of human being, that there is no reason to add any sort of fuel to the fire or run your mouth before that happens. Because what it does, it it just gets, it adds a little bit more to what you want to do to an opponent and for a Chiefs defense that seemed to all of a sudden think that they were God's gift. And maybe it's kind of our fault because we had been giving them a lot of praise. Um, they ran their mouth all week and they did not show up yesterday. I know that the Bengals only scored 27 points and that might not seem like that much, but quite frankly, um, Where were some of our guys? Where's Chris Jones? Um, One of my friends texted me yesterday or texted our group and was like, I think he was getting double teamed all day. He's been getting double teamed all year. And for this game to have been quote unquote circled and this was a revenge game and the defense was pissed about their performance in the AFC championship game. They wanted to avenge that. They flat out did not show up in the biggest moments yesterday. And we talk about this guy, and none of us know who he is, but quite frankly, on third and eleven, who is Mike Dana and what was he doing? Why did he not sack Burrow? He just got through the line, and I swear, guys, he just like he just like paused. It was like he was like he was a Madden player, and somebody just pressed pause and he was just frozen um i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about the defense because i could i feel like i could keep going on johnny we'll start with you
2: so yeah the defense gave up a lot of yards they made some plays you know one of those Bengals drives i was furious with because it was totally aided by the refs when they intercepted burrow and then there was the roughing the passer call um so like I I don't know. I think a lot more of my frustrations, honestly, Chandler, lie on the, the Chiefs offense. Um, so I I the defense certainly could have played better, but um, you know, I, I I actually think that Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Like I think Joe Burrow is fucking awesome. I, he he just is so cool back there. And a lot of the time when like Josh Allen will make that big mistake in a game when the Bengals lose, I just don't really see Burrow making any mistakes. You know, they're at the end of the game when they're trying to run out the clock. Burrow takes that weird sack when they were throwing around the two-minute warning. Doesn't matter. Throws an absolute dime on third and long uh, to to win the game for them. And really, all day for the Chiefs. I didn't think that the pass rush had much of a a chance to get home because of how fast the ball was getting out uh, of Burrow's hand. And if you compare what happened yesterday to the previous matchups against the Bengals last year, you could tell yesterday that Spags was not going to let the Bengals beat them deep. Because that's what that's what happened to the Chiefs last year. They would beat us deep. And so the Chiefs, it seemed like were comfortable surrendering the underneath stuff because Samaj P. Ryan killed us out of the backfield. And whoever their third second string running back was, since Mixon wasn't playing yesterday, whoever the backup was who caught the touchdown, like he the running backs killed the Chiefs underneath, and of course the play action over the middle was killing the Chiefs. But really this is going to sound maybe kind of crazy. I, I Maybe I'll be different from you guys. I wasn't, I didn't leave the game saying, damn it. The defense was fucking terrible. I certainly could have tackled better. Certainly could have had some better moments, but you know, it, without Carlos Dunlap on the goal line there, like they could have had more points, like without the, without the defense holding them to field goals on those possessions, like it, it, it could have been worse, and so I, yeah. When we get to the offense, I think I'll have a lot more to say, but s- certainly frustrating, certainly under underwhelming, but not where I place all my blame. Blaine,
1: yeah, it, I I honestly don't think the secondary was horrid. Like it, it has been worse against the Bengals in the past. There would, I mean, the biggest drive of the game for the Bengals was what I I literally think four straight completions to P Ryan because Burrow had nowhere to go with the football for five to six seconds while he's in the pocket and no one got to him. Then the biggest drive of the game spags dropped, they covered and it was, it was all P Ryan. So yeah, you're right, Johnny. That's what they did. They didn't want to give up anything deep. They wanted to make things in that shallow ability to, to make Burrow and, and someone other than Jamar chase and those down the field throws beat them. And well, will pick your poison because this offense with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals is the best that the Kansas City Chiefs have seen all year. And if, if you don't learn how to figure out how to mix things up from a deep or cover the running back out of the backfield or get some kind of pass rush with a blitz, you know, the Chiefs all year have been reliant on blitzing bad quarterbacks and getting to the quarterback that way. They were unable to blitz with this, with this, uh, Bengals wide receiving core so with having to drop more than four with five with six you can't get a guy like Snead off the edge three or four times a game for him to get his or you have to dial things a little bit differently because this is the best wide receiving core you've seen so it was to me more about the defensive line I mean you'd got to get home whenever you're the ones that have to get home because everyone else is assigned to Jamar Chase, Boyd, Higgins, and some of the best receivers in football. So the defensive line, you got to show up. I, I, I was furious about the fact that there was no production there and there was no production there when it was needed.
0: Yeah. And the production thing, too, it's honestly all year we haven't gotten crazy, quote unquote, production from our D line. Obviously, there's been some games where we've had more or less. But what I've always been reiterating, and I feel like every Monday podcast for the last for the win streak, whatever it was six or seven games since we had lost last, was the activity of the D-line. There's activity around the quarterback. They're getting around the quarterback, and and there were a couple of times where Burrow had to escape and make some plays with his legs, which we know he's capable of. And you got to tip your cap on those kind of things. But <clears throat> There was just no there were no active hands. there were no active. Uh, I, I just didn't see the activity. I didn't see the the burst off the line. Frank Clark was non-existent. Um, I mean, I know he had that illness pop up on Sunday or whatever, which that's a different story for a different day. but they're just they just got beat yesterday, and they did really nothing to make burrow uncomfortable. You know, as a d line, you don't have to necessarily sack the quarterback, but you got to make him uncomfortable. and like, Like Johnny said, Burrow was just too cool in the pocket yesterday, man. You've got to make things really, really uncomfortable for him, and and they failed to do that. So let's flip over to the offense. Um, Real quick,
2: Chan, real quick. Can I just say one more thing on the defense? Just maybe to um, – just to end the defense if we can because, you know, we have to process this and move on, Uh, just to end it on a positive note, I think it's safe to say that Trent McDuffie is really freaking good. I think McDuffie had a great game yesterday. Like tough matchups, and really, yeah, like Chase, Jamar Chase had. Um, he had a good, a, a great game. Like he's a, he's a phenomenal player. Shit talking and pissing me off aside, um, he he's just a great player, and he's a, he's really tough to bring down. Like he's so strong, and guys just bounce off of him. But I thought McDuffie really held his own. They didn't go to chase very often when McDuffie was on him. I remember like maybe, maybe like one seven or eight yard catch when it was a, 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 the, a like over 10 yards to get a first down on second down or something. But yeah, I thought McDuffie was really good and you know, it, it, the play where chase had his longest catch of the day was when there was single coverage with Joshua Williams. And um yeah, I, mcduffie i think is well worth trading up to go get and i was very pleased with what, with what they got from him
1: and i truly i don't want to be an outlier here but i think there's something with josh williams in the future like i see it there he's there a lot of these times now of course you get burned and learning throughout your rookie year but i mean that third down throw to end it he was on I'm perfect. Perfect. i mean like and it just that was a hell of a throw a hell of a play and what do you do um I just hope it, he grows and doesn't – you know, I, I saw he tweeted today that that's on me, got to get better, good. But, man, keep your head up. I mean, those guys are that good, and, and I'm glad you said that. That Trent's that good, too. So that room is going to grow a lot, Johnny.
0: Yeah, I do think sometimes you forget they're rookies, but when you have expectations like the Chiefs, there is no time to be a rookie. There just really isn't. Uh, but, yeah, that – I don't know what else you asked Josh Williams to do. I mean, besides knock the ball down, which it looked like he just missed it, quite frankly. Like, he was there to make the play.
2: That is not the – if I'm Josh Williams, the play that I would be tweeting about is the the tackle he kind of missed on Jamar Chase when he was forcing him outside, and he had him dead to rights, and it kind of just bounced off. And now I think, yeah, that's a play you want to make. Jamar is probably yeah. one of – two or three people in the league that just makes that play. So it's just, you know, a a fourth rounder from Fayetteville State who's 22 years old against number five overall in the draft, Jamar Chase. Like, sometimes it's just, like, like the next time I think Josh will make that play because it probably won't be on Jamar Chase.
0: 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, the guys just make plays. I mean, think of, I had a buddy texting me. He was pissed off that he didn't make that tackle. And, like, while I get it, A – tackling anybody in the open field is difficult b you go up against somebody like that who is a freak athlete one of one type of guy they make plays and c think about how many times tyreek hill got that last second yard like just making one little play like there's guys in this league and and jamar is one of them that are just gonna they're gonna get you and that was a huge play and when his team needed it you go to your best players and He executed, and it's a really shitty pill to swallow. Let's get to the offense here. Um, God, dude, I just – I'm going to start with the third and fourth sack of Patrick Mahomes because I texted you guys this yesterday, and it still has bugged me all day. I cannot for the life of me understand this offense's problem with – being in a certain situation where the game is not over and yet acting like they have to make the world's greatest play on this down or the game is over. And that is what it felt like on that third and four. The Bengals come out in a freaking three-man front, A, and get home. That's already a red, red flag. But before that, just run the ball. You are run gonna. You are going to go for. So you don't get it. You're going to go for it on fourth down, but you're not going to go for it on fourth down if you get sacked, which is what happened. And it just seemed like the Chiefs all of a sudden, like decided they had to press. There was plenty of time on the clock. There was no reason to panic. And for one of the very few times in this Chiefs um, run here. I, I truly felt like this offense felt panicked. Um, it, it really felt that way to me, and I could be wrong. Maybe you guys have a different opinion, but I'm serious, man. I, I'll i start there with the play calling. It seemed weird, um, and, and Big Cat from Barstool had a funny tweet, and one that we always say to each other, we end up scoring on the drive, but on what universe? Should Patrick Mahomes be split out wide for Jarek McKinnon to take a wildcat snap on the goal line? I am so sick of the cute shit. It's December. That shit is ran in September and October or the preseason. Get Get rid of that bullshit now because you know what Cincinnati doesn't do? They don't split out Joe Burrow and have Samaje P. Ryan take a fucking Wildcat snap. That didn't happen one time yesterday. And guess what? That team's beaten you three times. My God, let's start there, Blaine. Sorry, I got a little fired up.
1: No, it's fine. I didn't get to see that play because I was going through airport security during that second touchdown, Air Mahomes drive, and then I caught the Air Mahomes. And I just, like, thinking back on that play, how great of a play was that? I mean – I thought at that moment after back to back touchdowns, yeah, but that game one, was dude. over. I know that's what I I thought it was over. Twenty four seventeen. You you know, I mean you come out of half, the better football team. Two touchdowns, Bengals, two field goals, flip it, flip the game on its head, and then Travis Kelsey fumbles. That just I mean, how many times is that gonna happen? Don't forget that bump,
0: don't forget, before the Travis Kelsey fumble, Chiefs defense for the third time, another field goal. Yeah. So, that, sorry. No,
1: you're saying, but that fumble, like, on the road, when that happens, it just seemed like – I I don't know what the playoff atmosphere of, of in Cincinnati or if they were rattled or if they were panicked to get down the field and score and, and you know, and miss that field goal and maybe not make the right decisions, but – in that moment, you got to stay composed, like you were talking about Chandler. And I don't think that I, – I, I would love to watch the film to see what the Bengals were doing defensively that whole drive whenever it was 24-27, um, we're trying to score. Did they think that they were going to drop eight there on that third and three? Because many people on third and three don't drop eight. You know the Bengals might, but what was going through their mind there? Obviously, we we'll want to run the ball. But, you know, it all comes down to either way. If you're going to run it, you're going to throw it. You get a three-man rush on third and three. Patrick Mahomes and this offense should be able to execute some one way or the other. And Joe Burrow did it by going through his progressions and having a guy like McKinnon get a short pass that first for six. And Patrick Dude. Mahomes and Orlando Brown, they got tripped up for a sack. in And that was a ball game. But I have a stat here. Orlando Brown... And Andrew Wiley have allowed the most pressures of any offensive tackle in the entire NFL per PFF this year. No, one and two, not just of the Chiefs, or the one and two worst pressures of an offensive tackler, the Kansas City Chiefs, both offensive tackles.
0: Yeah, and on that play, too. Uh, I mean, he has McKinnon wide open in the flap and just didn't go to him. It yeah. just, I don't know.
1: Earl made that play. Pat didn't yesterday, and
0: we don't say that often. No, and I think, to your Wiley point, I think he played pretty well yesterday. I think it was a bad day at the office for Orlando Brown. Johnny, you've been stewing for a bit. Let's let the steam off, brother. Sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're good. I don't really know where to start, so I'll just, I mean, flat out, uh, the Travis Kelsey fumble was like a shot in the head for this team. The that was so ridiculous. It was a the second play of the drive. It was a big play. It was a first down. And yeah, the Chiefs had a chance at that point. I you know, we don't ever know what what would have happened, but I firmly believe the Chiefs were gonna go down and get seven. It seemed oh, like 100%. the Bengals, the Bengals were on the back foot. The Chiefs had a chance, and we've seen this with Chiefs teams a lot under Andy Reid and, and if if another fan like a fan of another team were listening to us they'd probably call us spoiled because it's been there's been a lot of great times right this one this one really hurts and it's hard for us since we've had so much success to really deal with and it's it's it, a problem with the Andy Reid Chiefs teams I've always felt like is they they let teams hang around in the games and I think, just from all the football that I've watched, the most, easy is the wrong word, but the most I've seen teams put teams away, it's, it's through running running the football down your throat when they have a league. And between Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs ran it 22 times for 117 yards at over five yards a carry. Chandler, I actually don't think on that Mahomes sack on third and short, if they would have ran the football there, right? And let's just say they didn't get it. We would all just be talking about how can you take the ball out of Mahomes' hand in that situation? On that play, we have seen Mahomes his whole career run around the pocket have success nine times out of 10, Mm -hmm. he somehow finds a way. And that's just the one time out of 10 where the, where I think it might've been Hendrickson or whoever it was just tripped. I mean, just barely shoestring tackled him. And like, I was very frustrated by that because it was a four yard loss, made it fourth and eight. Um, there's some people who are saying, how did the, how could the chiefs kick it there? Butker's been pretty good from, from long distance field goals. And so I, I don't know, like, I don't, it's hard for me to debate. Like, should they have ran it on third down there or not? Like I, I want the ball in Patrick's hands. He just didn't make, he didn't make the play. What is frustrating is that again, the chiefs have a gaff on special teams. It's getting to the point where I am. I'm like, ready in these games for the Chiefs to make a big mistake and a lot of it comes on special teams yeah it's a 55 yard kick but at a big moment like that a team that's a Super Bowl caliber team has just got to kind of step up and make a play and I I don't know why I did this to myself I looked back at the play bad snap by James Winchester low snap in a big moment and so you know who knows what would have happened if they tie the game maybe the Bengals come down and get a touchdown win I mean who knows but that that certainly was a frustrating sequence. What what I just don't get is throughout the game, why they didn't just continue to pound the rock. Three exactly. times now we've seen it. Every Bengals game, they've been able to pound the fucking rock and they stopped doing it. So is that the enemy? Is that Reed? Is Mahomes getting out of plays? I, I don't know what it is did you guys ever have any games like this in high school where you were so fired up for the game that you were too fired up for the game and you, you got yourself like into mistakes or you got yourself out of like how cool and poised Burrow was. Mahomes was on the sideline after that sack. When we kicked, he threw his helmet. You know, Mahomes doesn't really do that. It seems like Mahomes and some of these guys, I don't know if it's because Kelsey was back and, in Ohio and he was wanting to to do too much, but it seemed like we were trying to do too much when we should have just ran the football throughout the entirety of the game more. Let's flip this a little bit more positively. Pacheco's doing a great job back there. He's doing a great job running really hard, you know, right before the half chiefs were down 14 to 10. They just got that stop. They were out of timeouts. You know, they had to go the whole length of the field, and they were pretty much just waving the white flag going into the half. McKinnon gets, uh, uh, Pacheco gets the ball as kind of the clock's expiring. Gets a nice run, bounces it outside, and as the clock expires and 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 he's going out of bounds, he lays the shoulder to kind of say like, "Hey, I'm here. I know it's the half, and this is this possession's over, but I'm I'm not tired, and I'm going to come out of this locker room, and I'm still going to run hard." So, I liked what they got from him. But really, just to boil the offense down, Blaine, you said it exactly right. The tackle play is really bad, and Orlando Brown has been playing like shit. I I liked what they got from Orlando for the most part last year, but this year he has not been very good. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do there going forward. Big, big picture, because next year's free agent class at left tackle is not very good if the Chiefs won't be picking – at a place to get a top five pick at left tackle and Orlando's going to want a lot of money. So I, I don't know, maybe he gets the franchise tag or something, but really it all boils down to an uncharacteristic mistake from Travis Kelsey gave the Bengals life. And of course led to them getting a touchdown. And that is the part of the game that is, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to get closure on this game because Travis Kelsey fumbled the ball like on a first down at a, in a position for the chiefs to go up 11. If they get a touchdown 11, they were able to move the ball. However they wanted in that third quarter. That is really hard for me to come to terms with. And uh, I don't, I don't know guys like, you know, if, the, the Bengals own the Chiefs. It's really hard for me to say that. Like, oh, no, you know, it, That's maybe I'm being dramatic. Like, no. And, like, the Chiefs kind of know it. So they are going to have to dig really deep if they face this team again.
0: Yeah, they do. And um, I like that you brought up taking the ball out of Mahomes' hands on that third and four. And um, I actually said this to one of my bosses at work today. I literally said that exact nine for ten line um, because he was – he was complaining about how he didn't have or he didn't go to McKinnon there in the flat, which would have gotten us the first down. And I said exactly what you said, Johnny, nine out of ten times, Mahomes makes some sort of crazy-ass play. And uh,
2: What were the plays that we got on offense? Like, you know, not that many completions from Patrick. The the plays that we were getting down the field through the air were when the Bengals would send – pressure they would blitz guys and Mahomes got it to MVS a couple of times for some chunk gains one to Justin Watson too like every game it's been like that in through the air against the Bengals these last three times and for some reason we just we just got away from the running game and yeah. now what could have changed that and I, and I know I'm long-winded here If Travis doesn't fumble the ball there, the chiefs probably would have ran the ball more. And like the stat, the box score would look different. But, but what we have now is that wasn't the case. And at the end of the game, it was a 10 play drive when Butker missed the field goal. That was the 10th play of the drive. I, I don't know why they weren't running the ball more. You, you knew you could move the ball. You knew you didn't want to give the ball back to the Bengals. Why were we throwing so much? Like, I know it's Patrick. I know all of that. But, like, on first down, there was a first down play, I believe, where Mahomes got flushed and had to throw the ball away. You could have just ran the ball there. I don't know. That, Somebody else go. I'm about to, I'm starting no, to get you, fucking you, furious again.
1: It, 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 Mahomes, least amount of completions in his career other than two games at against Denver I think one would have been that snow fest and another one was just a Denver game that you play in Kansas City so 16 completions that's well, the probably, third least in his, his
0: first start yeah may start have, for, because that was Denver
1: yeah may have been and then what but Johnny what you're saying Joe Burrow ran the ball 11 times there were business decisions he made where he tucked the ball ran to get six seven yards and you know them dropping it I, I bet it's hard for Pat to tuck it and run a little bit more if there's you know a zone coverage linebackers sitting right there in front of your face. But, you know, his two rushing attempts were a a season low as well, uh, outside of San Francisco when he didn't have to one time. So just all around, they buffered Mahomes completely. Uh, His worst performance of the year. And if to the point, if if you can't do it through Mahomes, you can. Jarek was running the ball really well. So just, yeah, something's got to be figured out. And the balance of that whenever your back's against the wall.
0: And I can put a little positive spin on things too. Um, give a shout out to a player that's really stepped into a huge role, Nick Allegretti. Dude has been playing really well. He gave up that one pressure early in, or excuse me, late in the first half, I think it was. But that was just a good play by that D tackle part of the running game is the interior offensive line. And all three of those guys are continuing to play really well. Trey Smith is a road grader and he got after some bangles yesterday. And I don't know why we stopped running. I really don't understand why. Um, It seems like this team has the identity that like we like, it's just, and it's kind of our kryptonite. We love the big play and we're almost addicted to it. And, uh, we we seem to struggle with the ability or the, the thought process of we don't have to win the game on one play. And um, that was on display last night. Anybody have any final thoughts before we officially put this one to bed? Johnny, you got one more? Yeah, just you got, you got five games left, I believe.
2: Yeah, five games left. So, yeah, as Blaine said, the Chiefs do not control their own destiny because now if Buffalo uh, wins out – and Kansas City wins out, Buffalo would have the the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, so you're hoping for a Buffalo loss and the Chiefs to win out. But the next the the final games of the season for the Chiefs, right? You come home, now you go to Denver who is abysmal. Denver is abysmal. So you have a chance to beat Denver in this spot. Now Denver's defense is really good, but you you, you got a chance to get a win. After that, you go to Houston. They are abysmal. Okay, beat Houston. All right. Then you come home for your final two home games of the season. Christmas Eve at noon on Saturday. Christmas Eve, not a Sunday game against the Seahawks. Better than the first two teams, but you know they're not the Bengals or the Bills. But if they don't play their best football, they'll beat the the Chiefs. Could lose that game. Then you then you're at home against Denver. After that. Denver's abysmal. And then you finish the season on the road at Vegas in a game where, you know, Vegas is playing better. They've won three in a row, but again, like these are not world beating teams that we have here. So what they can control is going to Denver next week and kicking the shit out of the Broncos, because that's what this team needs to do. Like the the only way to spin this positively in that locker room is, yep, they beat us. Again, the Bengals are the kryptonite of the Chiefs right now. And, and until the matchup presents itself again, and we have a chance to play them again, the reality is, is that we have, to, we have to live with the fact they beat us three times this year, and they have got our number. But all we can control is going forward, we have a chance to correct the mistakes, to get right, and to kick the shit out of the Broncos. That's it. There, are, there is nothing else that matters right now um going forward so it sucks as always talking this through with you guys helps me tremendously get over things I don't know if I'll ever have full closure of that game because again I cannot believe Travis fucking Kelsey fumbles the ball there on a first down but let's go beat the Broncos
0: Chiefs fall yesterday 27 to 24 to the Cincinnati Bengals for the third time Pretty uh pretty disappointing day. Pretty decent episode, though, I'd have to say. I hope the listeners enjoy that as much as they can. Boys, I appreciate your time. Um, we'll talk to you here later on in the week for NFL week 14 preview. NFL week 14 preview. I'm getting the nod from Blaine and Johnny. So I was, you know, <laughs> kind of dialed in today. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. See Yep. yep.